0: Hello and welcome back to the Thundersticks Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Kreider, and today I'm going to be giving you guys yet another episode. I want to talk over this Thunder Clippers game because it was so good. And look, even though we did not get our goal in this game, you know, of course winning, this was our best loss of the year, if that's even something that makes sense. But I'll go into it in a little bit as to why. But yeah, I just want to go into the game in its entirety and then kind of just pick it apart and explain why I thought it was such a good game for us despite the L. So coming into this one, we're 6-8. We want to get back up to 7-8. Clippers, they're the 3 seed at their 12-4 record. Um, The Lakers were ahead of them by a game, and then the Jazz, they were 12-4, but they had a tiebreaker here. So they were trying to boost themselves back up in the Western Conference standings as they were the number one seed after their win on Friday. And they do it again. They move back up to the first seed in the West because they end up defeating the Thunder by 8 points, 108 to 100. But just going into like the actual game itself, breaking it down quarter by quarter, the thing that we went to at the beginning of our game was what we've been relying upon probably this past week. It's the SGA Isaiah Roby high pick and roll and sometimes roby will pop he was more about rolling early same with sga we got two guys trying to collide in the paint maybe get a little dump off pass a layup it is what it is that's all we were doing and we got our first six points off of that alone same play just repeat repeat test abaca test patrick beverly now what the clippers were doing is they were all about spacing the floor and and keeping the tempo up they were trying to get back to what they were doing in their first game where it was all about making extra passes this and that yada 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 in this one they were just trying to get it into Kawhi's hands early he ends up hitting two three point shots and then when Leonard just was not hitting they would just go down to Serge Ibaka and he would be getting the job done so they had their little strategy of two guys we just had our one strategy of sga and roby and our first 10 shots only one of them ended up coming from beyond the arc while the clippers they're all about just shooting firing away seven of their first 12 came from the three-point land there were two of seven from deep and i believe Kawhi shot five of those seven he was two of five and then sprinkling those other two shots honestly i don't remember who shot them but they were five and five inside in their first 12 so they had a 16 to 9 lead five minutes into the game and that lead just kept growing and growing they were up 36 to 19 by the end of the first quarter and it was because we kept trying to fire away from three after the sga roby screens just got cut off they were all about stopping it let's make them shoot that's exactly what they did and you know sga I mean, he had to make the right reads here whenever he's getting smothered and you have guys wide open from downtown. You just got to trust in your teammates. And despite them being good looks, they just were not falling. This is the second game in a row where we didn't even make a three in the first quarter. We were 0-12 from deep in our first game on Friday. 0-9 tonight. So it hurt us a lot in those stages. And then the Clippers... I mean, they, they didn't shoot that well from three. They shot four of 12 in that first. But it's a lot better than what we were shooting. And they shot 56% in that first to our measly 32. So just struggling to put the ball in the basket. Clippers had no issues whatsoever. And in the second, it actually seemed like the tides may have been shifting a bit. Kenridge Williams hits our first three, like our first score in that second quarter. Three in someone's face, yeah? And then... We kind of got on a bit of a run after that play. We get on an 8-2 run in that first two minutes of the second. And my reasoning for why is because the Clippers, they made a crucial mistake. You cannot put Patrick Patterson on an NBA floor right now and expect your team to do well. They throw Patrick Patterson out there. We are not missing they just can't get anything to go and you know smart decision by mark dagnold i don't know if he has any prior experience with patterson maybe if he went to the blue for a a stint here and there but patterson was just left wide open in the corner we did not care what patrick patterson was doing whenever he was on the floor and we kind of gave the clippers a taste of their own medicine where clippers are letting us our bigs fire away because they don't trust them from three we said okay let Patrick Patterson have some fun. Brick, 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 brick. He's not hitting anything. He's 0 of 4 from 3 in a span of like a couple minutes. Tyron Lue could not call a timeout fast enough. Had to throw Patrick Patterson on the bench. So they kind of made that little exchange there. And, you know, you'd think with Patterson out, the Clippers would just be back, back running. I mean, get their lead built up again. Go to their usual first quarter self didn't end up happening that way we cut the lead to single digits and then it kind of just turned into a back and forth so there was no huge run by the Clippers as we have seen before until the very end of the quarter and that's where they kind of just got a couple shots to fall and they built a 56 to 45 lead by half and it was all about Kawhi Leonard he carried them in the first half with 21 points I think Ibaka may have chipped in with like 11 or something, but it was really just a two-man game, and particularly Kawhi just going right at everyone. He didn't care who was in front of him. He was gonna try to body you up and and hit you with little post uh post up J. And he was cashing it out. And for OKC, we really didn't have one particular player to just kind of surround ourselves with. Nobody had double digits by half. I think the leader only had eight points. So. There was no one to lean on, and that ended up hurting whenever they got a dude who is unstoppable. And we just have a bunch of pieces here and there who aren't really in rhythm, Um, and we just kind of have a couple shots falling uh, little little spurts and whatnot. So that's how we became down 11. But in the third, you know, things changed. We were the ones getting hot, and we chipped the lead down to 6 in the first two minutes of the third and what ended up happening was isaiah roby and sga clicked right back together in this one and roby and sga i believe they both got double digits around the same time and it was just off of doing some work in the the pick and roll and they couldn't really do much about it um defensively but what they could do was produce on offense so the clippers they start firing away from the three-point land and when the game was getting close, that's what they ended up doing. So they hit a couple of those, we hit twos, they hit threes and they get their lead back up to 10 or whatnot. And surprisingly, someone that they were looking at was Reggie Jackson. I forgot how many had, how many he had in the third. I believe it was like eight points or something. So Jackson was getting shots to go down. I mean, I don't even remember if he played on Friday, but he comes in, And just completely balls out with those 8 points in 2 minutes. And then we kind of just go back to the back and forth, back and forth. We get gridlocked at 7 points. And it seemed like it was not going to move. But we actually cracked it down to 5 with 5 to go in the quarter. But then the Clippers went on a run to boost their lead up to 12 going into the 4th. So it's a similar spot we were in on Friday where we got a pretty significant lead to try to chop down but we kind of had the momentum because we were outscoring them for the most part in quarters two and three. And in the fourth quarter, we just wanted the quick solution, which is jack it up from downtown. So we were firing it from deep. The Clippers actually just took a page out of our book. They wanted to shoot a lot from outside and they ended up connecting on a lot of them they go to the friday strategy of driving addition driving addition yeah it works out they build up a 17 point lead with four to go in the game but then you know what happens the tables turn again you know who's hot from downtown the oklahoma city thunder and particularly george hill george hill hits three three pointers in a row cutting the deficit from 17 to just eight points with 210 in the game left and they get their little timeout in the play they go in you know they're just taking up the court Dort ends up stealing the ball he drives the full length of the court gets uh you know his one-on-one matchup up in the air and then he just flips it back to I believe it was like Baisley or SGA or something oh yeah it was SGA kind of just dishes it right back to SGA for the layup it's a six-point game And we kind of had those moments. We kind of had this moment where it's like, oh, we could actually do this. And it felt even more so like that when the Clippers failed to convert on the other end. So we get the ball back, only down six points with, you know, like a minute 30 to go. And we get a screen from Mike Muscala. Pick and pop. Mike Muscala sets it. He's lingering around the left wing. SGA gets doubled. SGA. You know, in the circumstances, you gotta give it to Muscala. You need to make this a one possession lead for the Clippers. And Muscala was not really feeling it to that point in the game. I believe uh he was like one of eight by the time he got this pass. But he gets it, shoots it, it's no good. So he ends up being one for nine from downtown. And now it's like, oh my gosh, they're gonna drain the clock out, and you know, they they could score. If they score here pretty much it's the dagger, and the Clippers, they kind of have their own shot here, and they shoot it pretty fast into this shot clock, and we get a little loose ball, we don't end up actually getting it, they get the offensive rebound, kick it out to Kawhi Leonard at the corner, he doesn't shoot it from three, but he gets around his man, he blows right by his guy, drives in for the easy two-handed slam with 42 seconds to go so we got to cut an eight point lead we get a quick bucket but now at the time being against us we got to turn to the free throw contest and Reggie Jackson was the one for the Clippers who took part in that he hits his first free throw misses the second and Darius Baisley was like inches shy of corralling this rebound he jumped too early came down like just so close to it uh, he couldn't get his hands on it and then they get a free offensive rebound they drain clock down and we got a foul again so you know that's pretty much how it went that, that ended it right there off of them getting that offensive rebound and they win this one 108 to 100 Kawhi Leonard was the main face for the Clippers he ended up scoring 34 points in the game off 14 of 24 shooting I think he only made one three ball in Friday's contest he hits four of nine of his in this game Serge Ibaka he was still golden 17 points on seven of eight shooting as well as six rebounds he was just able to make a make do inside you know he's got Roby on him he's trying to take every open shot he can or at least when it's one-on-one He'll he'll take his chances here. And then off the bench, I mean, you got Reggie Jackson and Zubac. Jackson, non-factor on Friday, big one in today's game. 14 points on 4 of 8 shooting, 2 of 4 from downtown. And Zubac, he comes in, gets a double-double in 24 minutes with 10 points and 11 rebounds. And one guy I didn't mention was Paul George. Paul George was not feeling it at all. He shot just 4 of 13 for 11 points, as well as 5 rebounds and 4 assists in today's game. And it was largely largely in part due to uh, George Hill, actually. And in my game preview and the articles that I was writing up for uh, just leading up into this game, I guess, I was suggesting that we should have Kendrick Williams on Paul George because George was so hot early on in that first half on Friday, shooting over all these tiny guys, coming off screens, penetrating whatever it is. That just didn't happen in today's game, and George Hill filled in just fine. I think he had like two steals by the end of the game, and he was uh, he was pretty active on defense. So Paul George was not feeling it. We did not need Kendrick Williams to start. In fact, George Hill was one of our best players today, and I'll go into that in a little bit. But yeah, so we shut down one of their stars. They're still able to get the W because of some of the surprising names off the bench. But yeah, it is what it is. And for us, I mean, we had multiple high scores here. I'll talk about that in a second. But I mean, here's where we kind of just go into the point where like this was not a bad loss whatsoever. It it was actually a big positive. We played near perfect basketball with the LA Clippers in quarters two through four. Clippers were red hot in the first, as I said. Uh, They shot 56 percent in the first quarter as well as 33 percent from downtown OKC shut them down though after that in quarters two through four they shot just 39 percent from the field and 29 percent from the three-point range so they couldn't even get 40 percent on field goals that's really really bad when we're talking a team collectively and I mean just looking at how Oklahoma City kind of bounced back in the first quarter absolutely terrible, um, I think we only got, like, what, 17 points, no, we got 19 points, we had 19 in the first, 8 of 26 shooting for 32%, and 0 of 9 from downtown, and quarters 2 through 4, we fixed that, we shot 34 of 69 in those three quarters, we're pretty much making every, you know, one out of two shots, 49% right there, and then from the three-point range, seven of 26 so 27 percent. that's not even pretty numbers uh, i'm not gonna lie we we just couldn't hit it from deep but regardless of that we were still outscoring them in those quarters uh in two through four we outscored them by nine points and the reason we outscored them was just our variety of options i mentioned the sj roby high ball screen that was a big deal Early. I think they both had their uh, their double digits in the in that third quarter, the early parts of it. And then, you know, when the Clippers started to adjust to that, because they were keying in on how that was really our main source of offense, we went to other players, like Hamadou Diallo, who had eight points on four of five shooting in the second half. Uh, he combined for 14, when you look at all the the game as a whole, he had 14 points five boards, two assists, and two steals in just 20 minutes. So he was that kind of kick off the bench we needed to find ourselves in the game. And then George Hill, Um, he was our leader in the second half, definitely our best player by uh, the end of the game. He had 17 of his 22 points in the second half of tonight's game. And it was on 7 of 9 shooting, including shooting 3 of 4 from downtown he was just the perfect leader for our young group of guys tonight and he was getting shots off any way he wanted whether it was just penetrating going in for floaters mid-range the three ball it was all it was all good and it kind of just reflected on some of our other people sga he kind of found his strides on offense the same time that george hill did sga I believe only had, what was it, like 8 points by halftime on some pretty bad shooting. He picked it up in that second half. 15 points on 6 of 10 shooting. And, you know, he even was getting involved when passing. You know, uh, I believe the last triple George Hill got in this game, he got open because SGA was driving inside. He pulls off, like it looks like he's going to go... Uh, for like a reverse layup over two people Obviously he's not going to hit that uh, He goes baseline midair Just slings it out to be on the arc for hill And he makes the shot So SGA he was kicking it out enough uh, Really really well actually in that second half And that's how you get other people scoring And then just on defense I mean everyone was getting involved here As mentioned the Coopers were just very cold after that first not hitting 40 percent there and that's what kept us around in this game because what keeps us around uh is definitely going to be our defense just moving forward when we're playing these big name teams look uh offensively like we have the tools and sga can go off basely can go off Dort can go off but it's not like a consistent thing like Kawhi leonard paul george serge Ibaka, even you got Zubac. And Lou Will and Kennard, who were who still quiet, they can all go off for a lot of points. They have a variety of options, and if they have somebody hot, it's going to be a problem stopping them. Whenever they're having issues uh, putting the ball in the basket, that that's our best chance right there. We, we don't win games with our offense for the most part. It all comes on defense. When you check our comeback win against the Bulls, it definitely was not due to our offense. I think the leading scorers in that game were like, all chicago i think sga may have cracked the 30 point mark in that one but levine definitely led that one and they had people like and going off as well so it wasn't like we were just blowing them out because we were shooting the ball well no it was because in the late stages of the game everyone was clamping up and that's how we kind of clawed back and get got into overtime for a w it's all about defense when we're looking at winning these right now and we did that perfectly by shutting them down. That's what opened the door. And it was a group effort. It wasn't just talking about, like, Lou Dort who does well, George Hill who did well, SGA, just everybody. Everybody was playing their part here. Uh, Hamadou Diallo getting those two steals. You don't necessarily see him a lot getting steals. He did it in this one. You even got Poku. He got a steal in this game. Uh, got to give it up for him there. And then just in terms of contesting, it's all over the place, so... Shutting them down got us into that game and so did just fixing a lot of the issues that we had on Friday and you got to start with rebounding. We got out rebounded 55 to 36 in our previous game and in this one we actually out rebounded the Clippers 51 to 46 and the reason is was because our bigs were extremely involved in attacking the glass Roby had 10 rebounds in this game. And that was actually his first career double-double, believe it or not. 10 points and uh, 10 rebounds for him. But he only had 3 rebounds on Friday. And then Darius Baisley, he had 11 rebounds in today's game. But he only had 4 on Friday. And the Clippers had to work really hard for the rebounds now. Because it wasn't like Ibaka was dancing his way inside. No, there was a real contest this time. And there were walls that he needed to go through to get rebounds abaka wasn't really given any free extra possessions he had four offensive rebounds on friday he only had two this time and i think he only had six rebounds altogether Avaka Zubac, he he went off i'm not gonna lie he had 11 rebounds in this game but you know we were trading them off evenly it wasn't like the bigs were just overpowering us we had our guys standing true and that's what led to this one being pretty close because if we were just giving up rebound after rebound and extra possessions all over the place we know Kawhi Leonard would have continued to just kill us you know only hitting 34 in this game imagine giving him five more possessions he's cracking 40 easily so making sure our bigs were just sound on the glass was big end up doing that and then just playing inside we actually had a season high or I guess this ties it but we had 66 points in the paint and the clippers just had 42 points in the paint you wouldn't expect us to have this level of success inside when they have paul george Kawhi leonard and serge Ibaka down there but we somehow managed to do that and the way we did it was we just adapted to us shooting absolutely terrible outside and we just started driving inside with SJ, roby diallo and hill with all his floaters whatnot even Baisley He was driving in for layups by the end of the night so everyone on our squad was trying to be in full attack mode and the clippers could not take that every single time and we just wanted to clog up the paint left the clippers just trying to take open threes and you know luckily uh we are throwing a risk out there on the table they only shot 30 percent from outside so it was a good risk to try to make them shoot deep and that's what they did and it helped us. That's uh, that's much better than trying to just let them get wide open layups down low. But I think the biggest issue that we patched up in today's game was just making sure they couldn't get to the free throw line because the Clippers had 25 free throws on Friday and they only had 16 today. And we just were not letting them get any free opportunities. The Clippers were all about absorbing contact and just forcing contact on Friday and even in this game I think Lou Will got like Maladone up in the air for a like pump fake Lou Will jumps like five feet to try to get contact and there was little contact but you still got to call it that's just the kind of stuff that the Clippers have been all about and we just didn't let them have that option that much that Maladone thing was kind of a one-off event outside that they couldn't they couldn't do anything and it was because we clogged up the paint And when they had to go outside, we were not really contesting them that hard. And we definitely uh, were not hitting their wrist or anything when we were going for it. Just some some light uh, defense out there. And that's just why there was little attempts. Leonard and George, they had 16 free throws combined on Friday. They only had three today, and that's because we blocked off that lane right there. And it's especially why George just struggled to put any sort of points on the board because the inside option was not a thing he kind of got limited to just being a a one or two dimensional player outside instead of just being like that three level score where he'll take you uh for the drive he'll do a midi or, or or pull up we took out we took out the drive so really ended up hurting him there and the discipline uh that we just forced on them put us in that game that that's just how it is and I think the Clippers ultimately got saved by the bell in this one and they just got hot at the perfect moment like we cut it down to whatever it was six if Muscala hits that three-pointer this would be a totally different game for them if it wasn't for those extra possessions that offensive rebound Kawhi very well could have went into overtime and this could have been a repeat from the Bulls game we had from a while ago I I just want to say though that it's a great game from everyone. We got S.J. dropping 23 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. George Hill gets, I believe, a season high with his 22 points, 2 assists, and 2 steals. And we even got 2 more people in double digits in Diallo's 14 and Roby's 10. And, you know, we did struggle with some other people, like Muscala, for instance, being 1 for 9 from downtown. Dort, he was 0 of 6. Very surprising to see that there. I think it's the first game he has not made a three. But these were all very solid looks. And if they hit just a couple of those, we easily could have taken the W here. So there's a lot of good things to be taken away from the game. I already know Dagnall has a lot of good stuff to be saying. I don't think he's going to be you know, in the locker room just complaining about them. Um, you know, Because we know the chemistry is so good there. And they did a great job against what is a, a team that has championship aspirations so we hold up here and you know we're gonna see just how stable we are and how quick to our feet we can be because we're actually going to be playing tomorrow night against the portland trailblazers and they're playing a game tonight i believe at like 9 p.m or whatever so they're gonna have their back-to-back as well both teams may be a little bit dinged up we know McCollum and nurkic will be out due to injuries they uh they're out for an extended period of time so it's really going to be Lillard and you know I'll go into everything surrounding this game preview um in in tomorrow's podcast but it'll be fun to watch seeing uh as what Lillard kind of announced to social media I believe it was today but yeah so we're going to be playing them 9 p.m and I'll get you guys a preview on that but I just want to say thank you all for listening today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed and I will talk to you all next time. See ya.